Welcome to the Atlanta Foodcast, stories from the people who are making Atlanta the greatest city for ears. I'm your host, Ben Getz, and I apologize this week as I have an ultra-sultry voice uh, from being a little under the weather. But anyway, here we go. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. There is a special bond between brothers, and it's something that really can't be defined because it just is. And I love seeing this aspect of brotherhood and how it instills such creativity across places and businesses that we are so lucky to have here in Atlanta. Which brings me to this week's guests. It's Reza and Rehan of Ice Cream Walla. And these two hail from Bombay, India and have recreated the flavors of their childhood and given them the perfect vehicle, ice cream. Their story is, simply put, incredible. And I just loved sitting with them to hear their story at their facility that's out near Stone Mountain. So let's get right to it. Reza and Rehan, wait, Biwandiwala. That's it. Of Ice Cream Walla. Uh, this is super fun for me. I, I have been like really wanting to have you guys on the show, and you, here, here we are. So this is really awesome. And also, I feel like I've probably put back enough of your guys' ice cream um, to uh, for, for more than... Well, not that. I have, I have little kids who love ice cream as well, so... Um, it's, uh, this is really fun, man. Thank you guys for being on the show. This is super exciting. Thank you, know? you so much for having us. Good yeah. to be here. Absolute honor to be here. Thanks. Oh gosh. I have, I don't know. If We're amongst some pretty cool companies. So. <laughs> and you, you guys have such a fun story to tell, man. And um, we're going to get into, uh, you know, so much about the, the, the business and like what you guys have really built. And I mean, just like, you know, the, the flavors alone. I mean, like there's a lot to kind of like you know, to latch onto and have some fun with, but, um, but you guys are going to get a lot of like the, uh, the same, like, I want to hear a lot about your background. I want to hear about your, like the dynamic of you two as brothers and, sure. um, you know, just like growing up. So, I mean, like, I, I, let's just jump into, to some of like your, your background and family history. And, um, the first question that I ask all of my guests, which you guys are probably familiar with, but I want to know who cooked for you guys growing up and what kind of cook was he or she? Well, that's an, uh, that's an easy one. Our mom was uh, the chef extraordinaire for the house. Um, so we, we came here in 2002 from India, and uh, it was just my mom at the time. And, um, yeah, she took over all the cooking duties, um, made everything from scratch. And uh, I think what she really tried to do was um, bring us that sense of comfort of bringing home food to the table every night for dinner so that... Um, even though we were in a new country, we still had that sense of familiarity, having our, you know, the same food almost that we used to have back home. Um, we could continue that. And to this day, she still cooks everything from scratch, does an incredible job, doesn't use a single recipe, doesn't use a single measurement, can just do it by feel and by taste. Wow. Yeah. And are you, do you guys like still have family like all, all here around Atlanta or like where, where's mom now? Um, both her parents are here. Okay. Um, and then our grandparents are in India. Gotcha. And what part of India did you guys grow up in? So Bombay, um, the unofficial capital of India. 
and also melting pot for all different food flavors because people from all around India would make their way to Bombay for economic opportunities. And so it was an excellent place to sample food from all over the country. Mm-hmm. Bombay yeah. was our home city. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, I have it like a good picture of like just kind of like the outline of India in my mind. But like where exactly is Bombay like on the I mean, like if you're actually looking at like the outline of the country of India, like where is Bombay? So it would be on the west coast of India, mm-hmm. centrally located. And if you zoom in really close on Google Maps, you can imagine our house was on the beach on Marine Drive right across. So Whoa. all this stuff like chaat and pani puri and bail puri that they served on the beach was, uh, you know, very accessible to us. Yeah. So and everything that you just mentioned, I love very yeah. dearly. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, if you it's kind of like saying New York style pizza. If you you know, if you're familiar with any Indian restaurants, a lot of them have Bombay in the name. Mm-hmm. And that's just because Bombay is kind of like, uh, it has a very strong culinary culture and there's foods that are specific to the city that have kind of grown across India and throughout the world. And so um, it's right on the Arabian Sea on the Western coast and it's it's got really hot weather, but <laughs> um, it's got the monsoon season and it's got the dry season. And it's, it's a great place um, and it's a very rapidly evolving city as well. Hmm. Man, that's so cool. I mean, I just I, I love, you know, that I've um, I've had a chance to, to get to, I mean, really kind of a crash course in in different or differing styles and you know regionalized cuisines of, of Indian cuisine, you know, of different, you know, curries and, um, you know, I mean, dal and I mean, just like the, the presentation alone. I mean, it's always just such a palette. And um, most of that has really been through, you know, who I know you guys know here in Atlanta, you know, is uh, Marijuan Irani with Chaipani and his whole group. I mean, um, I feel like what they've done has, has, you know, really hit it home for someone like me where I grew up, you know, kind of understanding Indian cuisine is almost like this monosyllabic kind of, you know, just one dish. Like butter it, chicken. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Butter chicken or, right. you know, just, 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 just one thing. Like that's all that I ever knew. And then, you know, he and his team like really kind of reintroduced me to the idea of there's far more layers to peel back. And then, you know, like now going to, you know, several I mean, shopping at like Patel Brothers, like over in Decatur, like, you know, I'm not, I don't know. There was definitely a part of, of my life where I was, I was intimidated because it was so, you know, I mean, just so much color and so much aroma and flavor that I just wasn't familiar with. And now like, I look forward to like, like, I want to find something that gets me out of my comfort zone. Like, that's what I get really stoked about when it comes to Indian cuisine. Like, I want to try something I've never had before. That's how mm-hmm. I eat at every restaurant that I go to now. But I think uh, marijuana definitely opened the door um, to introducing a lot of people in the city to that kind of food mm-hmm. and making it accessible and approachable. Um, but they didn't really compromise on the authenticity yeah. part. I mean, you could bring somebody from India and they would feel right at home eating that food. But yet it's so approachable to a mainstream audience. And that, to me, was just eye-opening, phenomenal what he's done. So, yeah, really cool. And, yeah, I mean, even, like, you know, they uh, they introduced me to, I mean, gosh, it was like this. This was years ago. I mean, this was probably back in, like, you know, 2013. Uh, they showed me a video of Pani Puri, like, just, mm-hmm. like, a guy with the giant bag on the back of a bike or a cart. And it's just, like, you know, they're moving so lightning fast and just, like, stuffing, like, these little 
puffs with like all these you know flavorful like vegetables and then just dunking it in this herb you know laden water and then just like bam and people are just like throwing them back and it looks like they're just i mean it looks like a block party you know and then i'm like standing in the atrium of chaipani in decatur doing that same thing with like right. a fistful of quarters you know <laughs> like 25 cents a pop you know and like just having a blast and that to me was like that was kind of the hook i was like this is now far more than just like a restaurant like this is now like i mean th- this this really became something where i'm i'm right. going to to i'm going to reap more benefit than just having a meal here right it was something really special and just the the street food culture in india is mm-hmm. is on another level from what i've seen um the skill that that each of these vendors puts into their dishes, each dish is unique. You can walk down one street and you can find 50 vendors. They might all sell the same dish, but every one of them will have it taste different. Yeah. And um, if you go to Chaipani, even the decorations in Botibal or Chaipani, they're, you you can't really appreciate them until you go back to India and you, you actually look at how some of these places are decorated and then you n- come back to Chaipani or Botibala and you see it and it's like, the attention to detail is incredible there. Yeah, and man, that's that's something that I really hope I get a chance to do sometime in the you know relatively near future. Is I would love to go visit India and you know by way of other people choosing the adventure for me, like tell me where to go, you right. know, and that's what I want to do. Right. And like, I mean, um, gosh, I really hope I get a chance to do that. Reza but. actually went there and did a lot of research for flavor development. He um, went all over Mumbai visiting these tree food stands and like these places that have been there for a hundred years serving the same types of ice creams or desserts Hmm. and he tried all of them he asked people what is it like what makes the product stand out what makes you keep coming back here Mm. and um that was a a big part of our research and development process yeah and i'm continuing to go back i'm going there in february again to do some more research flavors looking uh, at the fruit flavors now that they're very popular over there yeah yeah so that's really exciting sherbet what we call sherbet here, but uh, fruit-based ice creams. Yeah. Oh man, that's really exciting, and it's super cool. I mean, you guys have family, so yeah, I mean, yeah, still, right. so still back in Bombay. Yeah, or we have cousins, uh, grandparents. That's all awesome. That, so. Yeah, that's super cool. But you know, one one of the other things I really love um, that I've, that I've really like really grown to enjoy the most about the show is is interviewing more than one person at a time. Mm-hmm. I, like I, I started out like it was like always like me and a guest and me and a guest, and then you know like I I had like you know, husband and wife and, you know, like part of the business and they each have like their own perspectives. And, um, you know, I love that you guys are brothers, you know, like it's super cool. I have an older brother as well. Um, and, uh, it's, it's always just really fun to talk about the dynamic of siblings. You know, it's it's one thing to talk about like, you know, my business partner or like, this is my spouse, but also my business partner. But, um, but you guys are in the business together, but you're brothers, you know, and not, not to say that it's so vastly different in the way that a business is run, but like you guys have, you guys have a bond that when, when you have a brother that it's, it's just something that you can kind of always see. So, um, and, uh, you know, I mean, t- so talk to me a little bit about that. I mean, cause you guys moved here from a pretty young age. Like, you know, what, what was it like kind of growing up in the same household and then also like kind of starting this whole thing together? So I would say we always knew we wanted to do something together. And, um, this was just a way of expressing some of the, uh, desires to bring sort of flavors from India to the mainstream here. Um, our discussion centered around what we would exactly do and how to bring this taste here. But from a very early age, we knew we would be working together. And I would say I'm just lucky to be working with my brother and wouldn't have it any other way. It's really cool to be doing it. We understand each other. We know our strengths and weaknesses. Obviously, it's easy having lived with him. Um, 
but even curiously, we've we've gone to the same schools, same colleges, uh, everything like that. So the bond goes really deep, and uh, I'd say it's really a pleasure to work with them. Yeah, and I mean, I think we're lucky that we uh, we don't tend to argue or fight that much. Um, you know, like if if Reza is really insistent on something, and uh, I understand that very quickly, and I, I'll I'll support him. And if we make a mistake, we make a mistake, but we'll do it together. And if I'm really insistent on something, he'll support me. And, you know, we're in it together regardless of the outcome. I think that's the, the main takeaway for us, no matter what we do. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, it's very obvious that, um, that food or, you know, the, the culinary realm or, or just, you know, in, in Indian cuisine has really been really impactful on your guys' life. And, um, you know, that, that, I mean, enough to, to kind of like springboard you guys into creating, you know, a brand that has very... You know, I mean, the, the the region of India that your guys' family is from and that you guys grew up eating and then brought, you know, here to Atlanta as well. I mean, like, that that's obviously had a huge impact on, like, you know, really what creatively has driven you guys to create Ice Cream Walla. You know, so what? tell me about, like, what, what was, like, the, what was kind of, like, the, the beginning stages of, like, starting the company? And also, like, how old are you guys now? So I'm 28. Raise up. <laughs> I know we sound similar. I'm, uh, I'm 24. Um I think it started with our dad. You know, our, our dad's been in the food industry for a very, very long time. Um, our, you know, when we would talk at home, we were usually talking about food. Um, I think the, some of my earliest memories of coming to Atlanta would be watching the Food Network, and we would watch Good Eats with Alton Brown, or we would watch Mark Summers, and he would, you know, we, would, we were fascinated by, um, by how food was made and, like, the impact it could have on people from the very beginning. So... I think even though we didn't specifically know we were going to do ice cream, I, I think this this natural fascination with food was always there for us. Mm. Yeah, what what was like the um, what what would you guys say is like one of the biggest influences that you guys had from? I mean, just uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think watching Food Network. Like, I mean, I I grew up watching. You know, both my parents are chefs. Like, I I grew up watching Great Chefs of the West, which was a show on like PBS. You know, and like it was dubbed for the most part because most of the chefs that they would interview were like most of the time like they came from Paris or some part of France and like they did not speak English like they knew French technique French cuisine and that's what they were making at you know some restaurant you know and um but that to me is like some of like the most formative parts of like what I remember like learning like what a kitchen was like you know and then Mm -hmm. watching my mom you know who started her career as a pastry chef um, you know, like that was a, you know, I, I obviously didn't end up in the kitchen. I'm kind of like more on the, I don't even know what I do. I don't know, the, me, the, me, <laughs> the media side of food, whatever the hell that means. But, um, but you know, like there's, there's something there that, that obviously had a, that, you know, in your life, like you have these huge moments that are very impactful. So, you know, what, what would you guys say? Like, you know, that, that really made you decide like, man, like this is the, the opportunity for us is totally going to be ice cream with these type of flavor profiles. Like, how'd you guys kind of come to that? So, um, Midway through my MBA at Emory, I realized, like, I want to make something, and I'm going to have Rehan alongside for the ride. We wanted to make something that we could be proud of, our culture could be proud of. We could bring in new tastes um, to the city, but we had broader ambitions. Uh, So we started doing experiments with flavored milks. Hmm. And India is a very large dairy-consuming country, and uh, flavored milks are very popular there. So they hmm. would, yeah, masala milk is what they called it. Oh, okay. So they would put uh, spices like cardamom and saffron and so on in milk. 
and then steep it with uh, cashews and almonds and different kinds of nuts and cook it for hours until it boiled down and reduced and then give it to you as a concentrated like uh, shot of flavored milk. Hmm. And we wanted to kind of see if we could replicate stuff like that. So we tried a few experiments in the kitchen, uh, playing around and going forward. We had a few concepts, prototypes, had some friends test it out. But Rehan was wise enough to realize early on that if we really go for this, make a product, uh, put it on the shelf, uh, we only have three weeks for people to notice this new brand, to pick it up, to buy it, and uh, you know consume it. Otherwise, milk goes bad if we wanted to do it fresh. And uh, if we wanted to do it uh, shelf-stable milk, we would need a huge investment uh, in order to you know, do the proper high-pressure pasteurizing and all that. Yeah. So um, that's where the problem lied. And then it was very soon after we realized we could get the same effect through ice cream because you could have it hmm. frozen, it could last a while, and we had really fond childhood memories of our grandfather taking us to an ice cream parlor once a month um, right next to our house. So it all felt familiar and it all fell in place really soon. And as soon as we, were, uh, ag we had agreed on the way to move forward, it just became like a mission. Yeah. So we had to figure out how to make ice cream. You know, I, I looked up recipes, tried all this. All were disasters. Um, <laughs> we had, uh, I think we had maybe like three small like kitchen ice cream makers going all at the same time oh in our house. Gosh. And we were just running like trials, trying slightly different things. And um, uh, yeah. it was my dad who sat me down and said, like, if you really want to, you know, do this and you want to make a product, you need to learn how to do ice cream. So that night I sat. Uh, filled out applications to dairy science programs. Mm -hmm. First, I had to realize that dairy science was needed before you could <laughs> learn ice cream science. Yeah, I'd learned that dairy science was a thing. Yeah, you know? I'd, yeah. I'd learned that there was actually you know like a, something for for people to seek. And then you know some of the uh, man, I've I've even um, I mean I've interviewed a few people on the show where they've you know they've they've kind of like gone way of. Um, you know, gone to, I mean, I know that there's like, I feel like very prestigious schools in, in the country, you know I mean? Like kind of like that born or like that, uh, like Ben and Jerry's is born out of and like, you know, those kinds of stories. And, um, but it's a, it's a pretty serious deal. Right. Right. <laughs> Dairy right. science is real, everybody. So, um, <laughs> basically that's what I had to do. I went to uh, Cornell for several of their dairy courses. I did cheese, yogurt, sanitation, pasteurizing. I did whatever I could to get a strong basis in dairy. And uh, half of dairy science is the sanitation part of it, hmm. which is even before, well before you actually make anything, you have to learn how to clean the equipment and uh, handle the milk, and especially if you're dealing with raw milk. And another big decision we took was to use raw milk straight from the farms hmm. because we could develop the flavor profiles exactly as we wanted. Very early on, we didn't want to put yellow powder and... Uh, mango flavored uh, sauce or something into the ice cream and have it be a mango ice cream. Uh, we wanted to do it, you know, with real mangoes. Or if we wanted to do spices in ice cream, we wanted to start by steeping the spices in the cream, let the butter fat mix with the oils of the spices and all that. So we knew we had to pasteurize. Mm. And so I had to learn how to pasteurize. And uh, that was the thing. And then after that, I took courses in ice cream science at Penn State. And so that's the one you were referring to. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, Man, that's super cool. Yeah. So after that, it took one year of experimenting with flavors until we felt we had five or six solid ones we could launch with. 
design packaging and went forward with it. Hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't know if you touched on this, but uh, when you mentioned that you were watching these cooking shows, uh, one thing we noticed is there was never any Indian food on these shows. Right. Um, and, and Indian cuisine has been around for thousands of years. It's one mm -hmm. of the oldest cooking cultures that has ever existed and mm -hmm. one of the most complex and intricate. And uh, we, we felt like it wasn't represented fairly. It wasn't given a fair shake um, over here. I mean, there's more to Indian food than butter chicken and uh, chicken windaloo. You know, right. there, 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 there's so much more to it. And so that was kind of also part of the motivation to say, hey, maybe we can we can put this food in a better light and maybe do it some justice. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I I, th I think that that memory drives so much when it comes to flavor. You know, I mean, you know, you talk about like the the one end of the spectrum of something where, you know, I was a very picky eater growing up. And um, so like my my mom's meatloaf and I know you're listening to this mom, so I'm sorry. But uh, but I was uh, I was terrified of it, like absolutely terrified. I mean, it was like dinnertime warfare because I just knew that flavor profile in my mind. And to this day, like I probably wouldn't be able to eat it. I would have like a very strange aversion to it. But then, you know, very similarly, you know, listening. To, so if we're talking about ice cream, you know, I mean, again, like my mother got her start as a pastry chef. So like the old school, like mixer, like Ugh, this is why we can't have nice things. Uh, this short break brought to you by me forgetting to check my battery level on my recorder before we started. But all right, let's get back to the show. But no, I mean, you know, one of the one of the memories that I have, you know, speaking of, you know, food on the on the complete opposite side, um, you know, of like the really good memory and, and talking about ice cream, you know, my, um, you know, again, like my mom, you know, she started her career as a pastry chef and, you know, and especially in the summertime, like I remember, you know, my, my dad was so fond of coffee ice cream and I don't think that I was a huge fan of it as a kid because like, it's just weird. It's kind of like the same thing of like, it's a very bitter note. It's, you know, even like paired with like fat and sugar, like coffee tastes amazing but as a kid you're like nah you know like you kind of have to grow into it you know very similar to beer like you're not going to have a palate for it until you're maybe a little bit older but I remember my mom making coffee ice cream and that that was like that was a very serious like that was a very serious moment of like tasting you know the like the right type of I and mean, she, she made it like with anglaise so it was like really rich ice cream and the, or, or like strawberries or like fresh raspberries in the summertime you know and so having ice cream made so painstakingly and then reaping the benefit of the product that comes out of the end of it, like with the whole bucket of ice and salt and all this loud ass, you know, machine and all that kind of stuff, it's totally worth it. So, but especially when you start playing up the nostalgia factor, Rihon, like you were just talking about, yeah. like it makes it taste that much better. So smell and taste, I think, are the two senses that are most closely linked to memories and nostalgia. Um, I think when... when it's like almost like the movie Ratatouille, right? Where the guy has, uh, he has, tastes one bite of it and he just gets transported back to his childhood. And uh, I think that's what really we were going for with our ice cream flavors. So for example, for, uh, with Badam milk, which is probably one of our most popular flavors, Badam milk is actually a drink. It's not an ice cream. Um, but it's a drink that uh, a lot of Indian people have during times of celebration, almost hmm. like how we would consume eggnog over here. Ah, okay. Um, so those are memories you know, when you, everyone can remember that feeling Christmas morning, waking up excited, you have the glass of eggnog and you go into open presents or whatever. So the, the badam milk with that, what we were going for is we didn't just want to make a good tasting uh, badam milk ice cream. We wanted to make a badam milk ice cream that your grandmother would have made for you 
when you were back home. Hmm. And uh, when you have a bite of the ice cream, it should instantly transport you back to your childhood and just make you reminisce about those times. Hmm. And we often talk about whether a flavor we come up with will be what we call Dadima approved. And Dadima is our grandfather, paternal side. And uh, she was also a culinary influence for us. But internally, if we decide that this is going to be Dadima approved, it's good for the, you know, it's good for consumption for a lot of people. And uh, it'll transport them back. Uh, <laughs> we love hearing when people tell us, oh, this flavor takes me back to this village or this uh, stall where I had this uh, uh, dessert or this, you know, ice cream. And half of the times we haven't heard of these places, but the taste can be so familiar if you hit it right. And uh, that's really, you know, one of the joys of doing ice cream. Yeah. And I mean, talk to me about that because like the, the product, I mean, like as you guys are, as you guys are talking about it more, you know, it's amazing that you guys have these, these flavors that can have this callback, you know, like the, the mental side. And, but then, you know, talk to me about the, the other, like the consumer side as well, like where someone may have never tried mango lassi before, or they don't even, they, they don't even have a concept of, you know, what rose, like rose petal even, I mean, maybe smells like, but like the, the flavor of it, it's very different. You know, it's very, very like perfume forward, like very, like the floral note of it on your palate is very different than what you're actually, you know, inhaling through your nose. <laughs> so like, talk to me about like, you know, what, what kind of like the, the acquisition side from a customer standpoint has been like with these flavors. Cause they're, I mean, they're, they're so wonderfully different. Right. And there was a big uh, decision that we had to make early on whether we wanted to make flavors that we could adapt to a mainstream palette here or to remain culturally authentic. And that meant two vastly different sets of flavor profiles. We decided to go the route of making it culturally authentic um, with the risk that it may not be accepted by everybody. But that's something, okay, we decided India has maybe like 2,000 years of culinary history they've got it right. Or at least they know that there's ways, uh, you know, it can find a, a mainstream audience. And at least we can hit the nail on the head for those who uh, would remember these flavors. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and, and the thing is, um, I think people in the city in particular are willing and ready to try new things. Mm -hmm. um, maybe this is a more recent trend, but People are also excited about trying something new. And, you know, when you first say we've got ice cream with spices in it, people are like, what do you mean you put spices in ice cream? That doesn't make sense. But when you try a bite, a lot of the times, even though people might have never had that exact flavor, they can associate it with something else that they had that might have tasted similar. And I think ice cream is just such a... Um, it's such a mainstream, ubiquitous medium. Everyone likes ice cream. Mm -hmm. Everyone's tried ice cream. So if when you put the... when you allow someone to sample those flavors through this medium that they're already familiar with, I think it makes them a lot more likely to give it a shot and see what, see what happens, what yeah. can go wrong. For sure. And, you know, I mean, <clears throat> I think there's a, um, there's some sort of, uh, like trend line that, you know, I, uh, I've, I've, I've kind of like, you know, monologued about <laughs> probably a lot, but you know, there, there's something really special about Atlanta and um, especially when it comes to, I mean, I, I think when, when you get into the realm of ideas or creativity or, you know, trying something new, being daring, like being a little bit different, um, it's amazing that we're, we're a city that's made up of so much transience where I've met so many people that said, I just moved here from Houston or I just moved here from LA and I just went to Pont City Market for the first time or, oh my gosh, I just ate at Miller Union and 
this is such a special place. It's like, yeah, you're going to continue to find that. Like there's yeah. so much to uncover. It's like, just wait till these people hit Buford highway for the first time. Mm-hmm. And you go from like, you know, having, you know, like some of the most crazy fun Vietnamese pastries to like Korean barbecue. And then you're also going to end at like an Incan restaurant, you know, like it's, it's incredible that we have all of this together, but the, the other layer of all of this is that there's so much fun latitude to exercise new ideas. And exactly. it's, it's, it's also amazing. Like to your point, Rehan, like that, you know, people are going to be like, dude, I love ice cream. And then if you just pair that with the knowledge of like, look, this is something that we grew up on, you know, like my, my, like my family, you know, like this was a dish that, that we had, you know, or like around like times of celebration. And like, I feel like that's, that's something that makes people love it even more. Like it's almost like the qualifying factor of like, Oh, there's more to it than this is just ice cream. Right. And, um, you know, one of the criticisms that Atlanta gets is that the city doesn't have a defining culture. It doesn't have something that sets it apart. Like some, maybe other bigger cities like LA or New York or Philly. But I think that's actually helped develop the food scene that we have today because now we get to define what that culture is. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't have to fit into any preconceived notions of what is expected from Atlanta food. We can can decide from right now, if we want to come up with a new flavor, that could be our flavor. Like it Mm -hmm. doesn't have to fit any, any mold. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, speaking of flavors, like talk to me, I mean, because I know that you guys, uh, uh, Reza, you mentioned like kind of when you guys were getting your start, you're like these six, like these ones have legs. So talk to me about like what are like the flagship flavors of Ice Cream Walla? And then I want to get into like, you know, what's what what didn't make the cut or like what have you guys tried kind of like as, as time has gone on? So what, what are like the main ones that people should check out? Uh, so I would say our flagship or... We have three or four that are really good sellers. The badam milk is the most popular one. It's uh, saffron, cardamom, and roasted almonds. It's delicious. I love it, by the way. Thank it's, you. it's not the one, I mean, usually I, I end up eating it myself, which I'm, again, I'm not going to complain about that, but like I can, I, I usually get like one bite of the mango lassi, but like the badam milk is like, I think it's actually my favorite because it's just so different, you. you know? Yeah, so that that's one. Um, we had to find the perfect balance between uh, the cardamom and then the saffron coming through at the end with like nice warmth, and then the roasted almonds carry everything through perfectly. It's not that we invented this flavor; we just put it in an ice cream form and worked really hard to achieve that same state of mind you do when you would drink the drink. Uh, similarly, my grandmother, the Dadima, approved. And so she would she would have a piece of toast in the morning with malai, which is clotted cream mm-hmm. and strawberry jam. And to us, that was just fascinating. Like, yeah. what a combination. I also don't feel like enough people have had clotted cream mm. in their life. Right. And if you haven't, I mean, I don't know. How would you just... It, it's the most rich dairy thing I think I've ever had in my life. Right. Um, maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it, it's... I don't even really know how I would describe it to people. Um, I think it's also kind of different depending on where you go. I mean, I think right. I, the only clotted Devonshire cream or clotted cream, yeah. it's like cooked, uh, yeah. we, we call malai, like the, the cream that rises to the top, you yeah. skim that and you can cook it and add it back in. And then we cut that, the richness of that, it's cut with uh, fresh strawberries that we puree and swirl through the ice cream. Oh man. So it's a really nice balance there. And then of course, our rose petal ice cream, uh, which is a very familiar flavor. Rehan and I used to have this almost daily when we came home from school in Bombay. It would be Ruavza rose syrup in a glass of fresh cold milk. 
and then mm. you'd mix the syrup in uh, into the milk. It would turn this bright pink color mm. and uh, cold, refreshing beverage. So we wanted to recreate that, but without using the syrup because we thought we could, you know, uh, take our own play on it. So we got in fresh rose petals. Of course, this is well after all the experiments were done, but <laughs> fresh rose petals from an organic farm in California. You steep that in cream. You add concentrated rose oil, which is the pressed oil from petals. Um, and then roasted pistachios are swirled in. And mm. so that's a rose petal ice cream. We have a few other um, takes on our childhood. Like we used to drink uh, Born Vita. Born Vita was a drink sort of like Ovaltine, but a chocolate version, like malted chocolate milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we would uh, mix that into the milk and we couldn't wait for it to mix in, dissolve all the way. So there would be little chunks of the malt that yes. would float to the top. <laughs> that was my favorite part of Ovaltine, too. That was it. Was yeah. Like, if you did a bad job mixing, it actually made it taste better. <laughs> exactly. So we made sure those chunks stayed in the ice cream so that <laughs> when you bite into it, you get that concentrated little powdered chunk. Oh, and it's dude. just It's delicious. Yeah. So that, that, that those are some of the flavors, and hopefully you'll get to sample all of them. I yeah. Think. Oh, big time. I was going to say, like, the, there's only a handful that I haven't tried just yet, but... Um, but yeah, what, what are like some of the other flavors that you guys have like tried? So, um, there's been a few, like, uh, we grew up, uh, with, uh, dairy milk chocolate. Cadbury was very popular mm -hmm. in India and, um, they had this purple iconic Cadbury dairy milk chocolate bar. It sold at every corner store and it was like a treat that we would enjoy, uh, in in the in and around the city and so we wanted to recreate that flavor but a milky milk like super milky chocolate because mm -hmm. uh, that was the flavor note and uh, we recreated that but what what started happening is that we thought we did a fantastic job but nobody associated that with the kind of uh, other flavors we were making mm. so instantly they said oh i can get chocolate ice cream anywhere you know ah, so okay. they they demanded uh, more unique or more culturally authentic flavors. And that's what we're continuing to pack yeah. to go down today. Yeah. Super cool. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been really fun. I mean, I, I mean, again, I think I, I probably learned about you guys. I mean, again, we're recording this in December, you know, and you're listening to this, it's going to be, you know, sometime early 2019, probably sometime in the month of February. But, um, but, uh, but what's, what's really interesting is like, I mean, I learned about you guys over the summer, probably early summer, maybe not even summer. It's probably more like April or May. So how long have you guys actually been around as a business? now? So it was a little before May when we, uh, started the facility and yeah. started the production plant and started making ice cream. Um, so it's been just a little over a year now. Yeah, that's great. I feel like that's cool. Like I kind of caught you guys like right on the upswing, which is really awesome. Um, but you guys can, I mean, you, you can pick up your ice cream a lot of places around town now like so, so yeah it's and, in, and I, I do remember like chatting with you about this is like you guys have this fantastic store locator on your website which has actually been very helpful for me um i uh, for whatever reason i didn't even really think you know after i learned about you guys like oh i can go pick this up at you know patel brothers and i think after i had i, th I think after i saw you guys at uh, at pond city market i happened to be on that side of town and i was like well, hell yeah. So it's awesome. But, but yeah, you, but you guys actually have your ice cream on several shelves, like throughout Atlanta. What are some of them? So uh, Patel brothers, cherry a uh, bunch of almost all the Indian grocery stores in the city and a few of the uh, states like Texas as well. Uh, Carolinas is starting. And then, uh, a bunch of restaurants as well, Chaipani, Botiwala yeah. in Atlanta. We found that um, because the product is it's handmade, it's artisanal, it, it really, sh it is a restaurant quality product. 
and um, it does really, really well. I mean, the Indian restaurants that we have it in just love, like people love buying it there because mm-hmm. um, what those restaurants, maybe some of them used to serve was more generic ice creams that maybe uh, didn't didn't have the attention and focus that they deserved. And so um, we provided this option for them and, and people have absolutely loved it there. Yeah. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, you know, and I mean, again, like <laughs> we're we're going to be probably like just a few months after we're recording this. But, you know, like tell me about what you guys have like coming up. Like what what do you guys have planned for 2019? Like what what are I mean, again, as much as you really want to share. Sure, but, sure. you know, like some of the flavors that you guys are like hoping to to roll out and you know, like what's kind of next for for Ice Cream Walla. So uh, in terms of uh, plans a broader picture. We plan to hit several more states. Uh, we're already in 15 different states in grocery stores. That's awesome. So want to expand that presence. And as the summer swings around, grocery stores are more receptive. Um, also continue to build uh, restaurant flavors and offer them a full portfolio hmm. that they would be able to choose from in terms of these Indian flavors. And continue to innovate and, uh, you know, come up with new flavors. Like we have one uh, that's in the works right now. It's a uh, cashew nut and sugar plumped raisins. Hmm. It's a very common flavor in India. It's called kaju draksh. The, f- uh, the flavor and the combination will be instantly familiar because nuts and raisins in ice cream. Uh, so that's one we're working on. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, and the thing is, our philosophy of you know using real ingredients, nothing artificial, you know, grass-fed milk and cream, um, that of using wholesome ingredients that can really be applied to any medium beyond ice cream, even. So um, we're always experimenting. We're always keeping our eye open for inspiration. Um, and you, who knows what we'll come up with next really. Yeah. Well, man, it's been super fun. I mean, again, like just, uh, you know, from, from the summer of 2018 and then like well beyond, I mean, like I, uh, I mean, again, like I, I'm, I'm just as much excited to like, you know, pick up something that I'm familiar with, but then at the same time, like I almost want to do that, but then try something that I've never had before. So like, as you guys continue to roll out flavors and like, I'm really, really pumped, but um, but man, it is, it's again, like, this is just super cool. Like, I'm so glad I, I had a chance to catch up with you guys and hear more Definitely. of your story. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that we can, you know, get as, uh, get as much ice cream walla in front of everybody as we can. But Reza, Rehan, thanks for being on the show. Thank you guys. Thank thanks you so much. Yeah. My pleasure. Did I get to eat ice cream throughout the entire interview? Oh, hell yes, I did. Reza and Rehan, you were perfect hosts, and thank you for being guests here on the show. And if you're wondering where to pick up Ice Cream Walla, head to their website. It's icecreamwalla.us. And yes, it's exactly how it sounds. It's icecreamwalla.us. And make sure that you check out the locator to find out the nearest place where you can grab some. My go-to is Botiwala in Pont City Market. And definitely keep an eye on these guys, friends. They're destined for ice cream greatness. This podcast is recorded all over our beautiful city and edited over on the east side of town by me, your host. Hello again. Our design is headed up by JJ Getz, and if you like what you hear, you can support the show on Patreon for just $5 a month. I'm your host, Ben Getz, and you've been listening to the Atlanta Foodcast. Stay hungry. 